You're listening to a Glassbox Media Podcast. If you love falling asleep to the I Can't Sleep Podcast, I think I know of a brand new show for you to wake up to. The Daily Book Club is a podcast where the host, Otis Gray, reads classic stories every day, one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Hear amazing tales read start to finish. Whether you want to get engaged and wrapped up in fantastic stories that have stood the test of time, or you just want to relax and listen to a great book, The Daily Book Club is there for you to get lost in however you like. Right now, Otis is reading The Enchanted April. In the 1920s, four women, unfulfilled with life, take a chance and abscond to a dreamy medieval Italian castle in the month of April as the flowers bloom. It's a story dripping with wisteria, the beauty of solitude, and an unlikely pursuit of joy in Portofino, Italy. A perfect book to start this season. You can find The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and tune in each morning to hear what happens next. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, Experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Welcome to the I Can't Sleep podcast, where I read random articles from across the web to bore you to sleep with my soothing voice. I'm your host, Benjamin Boster. Today's episode is from a Wikipedia article titled Insomnia. As more people discover the benefits of fasting, including weight loss, enhanced mental and physical performance, and improved gut health, the challenge often lies in the daunting prospect of not eating. That's where Prolon comes in, a groundbreaking plant-based nutrition program that nourishes your body while tricking your cells into thinking they're fasting. Developed over decades at the University of Southern California's Longevity Institute and supported by top U.S. medical centers, Prolon is designed to maintain healthy blood sugar levels, support cardiovascular health, and help reduce abdominal fat. However, Prolon is not just a diet. It's a science-driven approach rooted in Nobel Prize-winning medical research. The journey with Prolon begins with a five-day regimen of snacks, soups, and beverages, all crafted to sustain a fasting state. Choosing a nutrition program can be daunting, yet Prolon would be at the top of my list for its convenience, scientific backing, and effectiveness. It's no surprise that thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon to foster healthy blood sugar and cardiovascular health. Right now, Prolon is offering I Can't Sleep listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash I Can't Sleep. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash I Can't Sleep 
for this special offer. That's prolonlife.com slash I can't sleep. And thank you to Prolon for sponsoring the podcast. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Insomnia, also known as sleeplessness, is a sleep disorder where people have trouble sleeping. They may have difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep for as long as desired. Insomnia is typically followed by daytime sleepiness, low energy, irritability, and a depressed mood. It may result in an increased risk of motor vehicle collisions as well as problems focusing and learning. Insomnia can be short-term, lasting for days or weeks, or long-term, lasting more than a month. The concept of the word insomnia has two possibilities, insomnia disorder and insomnia symptoms, and many abstracts of randomized controlled trials and systematic reviews often under-report on which of these two possibilities the word insomnia refers to. Insomnia can occur independently or as a result of another problem. Conditions that result in insomnia include psychological stress, chronic pain, heart failure, hyperthyroidism, heartburn, restless leg syndrome, menopause, certain medications, and drugs such as caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol. Other risk factors include working night shifts and sleep apnea. Diagnosis is based on sleep habits and an examination to look for underlying causes. A sleep study may be done to look for underlying sleep disorders. Screening may be done with two questions. Do you experience difficulty sleeping? And, do you have difficulty falling or staying asleep? Although their efficacy as first-line treatments is not unequivocally established, sleep hygiene and lifestyle changes are typically the first treatment for insomnia. Sleep hygiene includes a consistent bedtime, a quiet and dark room, exposure to sunlight during the day, and regular exercise. Cognitive behavioral therapy may be added to this. While sleeping pills may help, they are sometimes associated with injuries, dementia, and addiction. These medications are not recommended for more than four or five weeks. The effectiveness and safety of alternative medicine is unclear. Between 10% and 30% of adults have insomnia at any given point in time, and up to half of people have insomnia in a given year. About 6% of people have insomnia that is not due to another problem and lasts for more than a month. People over the age of 65 are affected more often than younger people. Women are more often affected than males. 
descriptions of insomnia occur at least as far back as ancient Greece. Symptoms of insomnia Difficulty falling asleep, including difficulty finding a comfortable sleeping position. Waking during the night, being unable to return to sleep, and waking up early. Not able to focus on daily tasks, difficulty in remembering. Daytime sleepiness, irritability, depression, or anxiety. Feeling tired or having low energy during the day. Trouble concentrating. Being irritable, acting aggressive or impulsive. Sleep onset insomnia is difficulty falling asleep at the beginning of the night, often a symptom of anxiety disorders. Delayed sleep phase disorder can be misdiagnosed as insomnia, as sleep onset is delayed to much later than normal, while awakening spills over into daylight hours. It is common for patients who have difficulty falling asleep to also have nocturnal awakenings with difficulty returning to sleep. Two-thirds of these patients wake up in the middle of the night with more than half having trouble falling back to sleep after a middle-of-the-night awakening. Early morning awakening is an awakening occurring earlier, more than 30 minutes, than desired with an inability to go back to sleep, and before total sleep time reaches six and a half hours. Early morning awakening is often a characteristic of depression. Anxiety symptoms may well lead to insomnia. Some of these symptoms include tension, compulsive worrying about the future, feeling overstimulated, and overanalyzing past events. Poor sleep quality can occur as a result of, for example, restless legs, sleep apnea, or major depression. Poor sleep quality is defined as the individual not reaching stage 3, or delta sleep which has restorative properties. Major depression leads to alterations in the function of the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenal axis, causing excessive release of cortisol, which can lead to poor sleep quality. Nocturnal polyuria, excessive nighttime urination, can also result in a poor quality of sleep. Some cases of insomnia are not really insomnia in the traditional sense because people experiencing sleep state misperception often sleep for a normal amount of time. The problem is that despite sleeping for multiple hours each night and typically not experiencing significant daytime sleepiness or other symptoms of sleep loss, they do not feel like they have slept very much, if at all. Because their perception of their sleep is incomplete, they incorrectly believe it takes them an abnormally long time to fall asleep, and they underestimate how long they stay asleep. While insomnia can be caused by a number of conditions, it also can occur without any identifiable cause. This is known as primary insomnia. Primary insomnia may also have an initial identifiable cause, but continues after the cause is no longer present. For example, 
A bout of insomnia may be triggered by a stressful work or life event. However, the condition may continue after the stressful event has been resolved. In such cases, the insomnia is usually perpetuated by the anxiety or fear caused by the sleeplessness itself, rather than any external factors. Symptoms of insomnia can be caused by or be associated with sleep breathing disorders such as sleep apnea or upper airway resistance syndrome, use of psychoactive drugs such as stimulants, including certain medications, herbs, caffeine, nicotine, cocaine, amphetamines, methylphenidate, aripropozole, MDMA, modafinil, or excessive alcohol intake. Use of or withdrawal from alcohol and other sedatives, such as anti-anxiety and sleep drugs like benzodiazepines. Use of or withdrawal from pain relievers, such as opioids. Heart disease, restless leg syndrome, which can cause sleep onset insomnia due to the discomforting sensations felt and the need to move the legs or other body parts to relieve these sensations. Periodic Limb Movement Disorder, PLMD, which occurs during sleep and can cause arouses of which the sleeper is unaware. Pain. An injury or condition that causes pain can preclude an individual from finding a comfortable position in which to fall asleep and can also cause awakening. Hormone shifts, such as those that precede menstruation and those during menopause. Life events, such as fear, stress, anxiety, emotional or mental tension, work problems, financial stress, birth of a child, and bereavement. Gastrointestinal issues, such as heartburn or constipation. Mental, neurobehavioral, or neurodevelopmental disorders, such as bipolar disorder, clinical depression, generalized anxiety disorder post-traumatic stress disorder, schizophrenia, obsessive-compulsive disorder, autism, dementia, ADHD, and FASD. Disturbances of the circadian rhythm, such as shift work and jet lag, can cause an inability to sleep at some times of the day and excessive sleepiness at other times of the day. Chronic circadian rhythm disorders are characterized by similar symptoms. Certain neurological disorders such as brain lesions or a history of traumatic brain injury. Medical conditions such as hyperthyroidism. Abuse of over-the-counter or prescription sleep aids, sedative or depressant drugs can produce rebound insomnia. Poor sleep hygiene e.g. noise or overconsumption of caffeine. A rare genetic condition can cause a prion-based, permanent, and eventually a fatal form of insomnia called fatal familial insomnia. Physical exercise. Exercise-induced insomnia is common in athletes in the form of prolonged sleep-onset latency. Increased exposure to the blue light from artificial sources, such as phones or computers. Chronic pain, lower back pain, asthma. 
Sleep studies using polysomnography have suggested that people who have sleep disruption have elevated nighttime levels of circulating cortisol and adrenocorticotropic hormone. They also have an elevated metabolic rate, which does not occur in people who do not have insomnia, but whose sleep is intentionally disrupted during a sleep study. Studies of brain metabolism using positron emission tomography, PET scans, indicate that people with insomnia have higher metabolic rates by night and by day. The question remains whether these changes are the causes or consequences of long-term insomnia. Heritability estimates of insomnia vary between 38% in males to 59% in females. A genome-wide association study identified three genomic loci and seven genes that influence the risk of insomnia and showed that insomnia is highly polygenic. In particular, a strong positive association was observed for the MEIS-1 gene in both males and females. This study showed that the genetic architecture of insomnia strongly overlaps with psychiatric disorders and metabolic traits. It has been hypothesized that epigenetics might also influence insomnia through a controlling process of both sleep regulation and brain stress response, having an impact as well on the brain plasticity. Alcohol is often used as a form of self-treatment of insomnia to induce sleep. However, alcohol use to induce sleep can be a cause of insomnia. Long-term use of alcohol is associated with a decrease in NREM stage 3 and 4 sleep, as well as suppression of REM sleep and REM sleep fragmentation. Frequent moving between sleep stages occurs with awakenings due to headaches, the need to urinate, dehydration, and excessive sweating. Glutamine rebound also plays a role as when someone is drinking. Alcohol inhibits glutamine, one of the body's natural stimulants. When the person stops drinking, the body tries to make up for lost time by producing more glutamine than it needs. The increase in glutamine levels stimulates the brain while the drinker is trying to sleep, keeping him or her from reaching the deepest levels of sleep. Stopping chronic alcohol use can also lead to severe insomnia with vivid dreams. During withdrawal, REM sleep is typically exaggerated as part of a rebound effect. Insomnia affects people of all age groups that people in the following groups have a higher chance of acquiring insomnia. Individuals older than 60. History of mental health disorder, including depression, etc. Emotional stress. Working late night shifts. Traveling through different time zones. Having chronic diseases such as diabetes, kidney disease, lung disease, Alzheimer's, or heart disease. Alcohol or drug use disorders, gastrointestinal reflux disease, heavy smoking, work stress. Two main models exist as to the mechanism of insomnia, cognitive and physiological.
The cognitive models suggest rumination and hyperarousal contribute to preventing a person from falling asleep and might lead to an episode of insomnia. The physiological model is based upon three major findings in people with insomnia. Firstly, increased urinary cortisol and catecholamines have been found suggesting increased activity of the HPA axis and arousal. Second, increased global cerebral glucose utilization during wakefulness and NREM sleep in people with insomnia. And lastly, increased full-body metabolism and heart rate in those with insomnia. All these findings taken together suggest a deregulation of the arousal system, cognitive system, and HPA access, all contributing to insomnia. However, it is unknown if the hyperarousal is a result of or cause of insomnia. Altered levels of the inhibitory neurotransmitter GABA have been found, but the results have been inconsistent and the implications of altered levels of such a ubiquitous neurotransmitter are unknown. Studies on whether insomnia is driven by circadian control over sleep or a wake-dependent process have shown inconsistent results, but some literature suggests a deregulation of the circadian rhythm based on core temperature. Increased beta activity and decreased delta Increased beta activity and decreased delta wave activity have been observed on electroencephalograms. However, the implication of this is unknown. Around half of postmenopausal women experience sleep disturbances, and generally, sleep disturbance is about twice as common in women as men. This appears to be due in part, but not completely, to changes in hormone levels especially in and post-menopause. Changes in sex hormones in both men and women as they age may account in part for increased prevalence of sleep disorders in older people. In medicine, insomnia is widely measured using the Athens Insomnia Scale. It is measured using eight different parameters related to sleep finally represented as an overall scale which assesses an individual's sleep pattern. A qualified sleep specialist should be consulted for the diagnosis of any sleep disorder so the appropriate measures can be taken. Past medical history and a physical examination need to be done to eliminate other conditions that could be the cause of insomnia. After all other conditions are ruled out, a comprehensive sleep history should be taken. The sleep history should include sleep habits, medications, prescription and non-prescription, alcohol consumption, nicotine and caffeine intake, comorbid illnesses, and sleep environment. A sleep diary can be used to keep track of the individual's sleep patterns. The diary should include time to bed, total sleep time, time to sleep onset, number of awakenings, use of medications, time of awakening, and subjective feelings in the morning. The sleep diary can be replaced or validated by the use of outpatient actigraphy for a week or more, 
using a non-invasive device that measures movement. Workers who complain of insomnia should not routinely have polysomnography to screen for sleep disorders. This test may be indicated for patients with symptoms in addition to insomnia, including sleep apnea, obesity, a thick neck diameter, or high-risk fullness of the flesh in the oropharynx. Usually the test is not needed to make a diagnosis, and insomnia, especially for working people, can often be treated by changing a job schedule to make time for sufficient sleep and by improving sleep hygiene. Some patients may need to do an overnight sleep study to determine if insomnia is present. Such a study will commonly involve assessment tools, including a polysomnogram and the multiple sleep latency test. Specialists in sleep medicine are qualified to diagnose disorders within the, according to the ICSD, 81 major sleep disorder diagnostic categories. Patients with some disorders, including delayed sleep phase disorder, are often misdiagnosed with primary insomnia. When a person has trouble getting to sleep and awakening at desired times, but has a normal sleep pattern once asleep, a circadian rhythm disorder is a likely cause. In many cases, insomnia is comorbid with another disease, side effects from medications, or a psychological problem. Approximately half of all diagnosed insomnia is related to psychiatric disorders. For those who have depression, insomnia should be regarded as a comorbid condition rather than as a secondary one. Insomnia typically predates psychiatric symptoms. In fact, it is possible that insomnia represents a significant risk for the development of a subsequent psychiatric disorder. Insomnia occurs in between 60% and 80% of people with depression. This may partly be due to treatment used for depression. Determination of causation is not necessary for a diagnosis. The DSM-5 criteria for insomnia include the following. Predominant complaint of dissatisfaction with sleep quantity or quality associated with one or more of the following symptoms. Difficulty initiating sleep. In children, this may manifest as difficulty initiating sleep without caregiver intervention. Difficulty maintaining sleep, characterized by frequent awakenings or problems returning to sleep after awakenings. In children, this may manifest as difficulty returning to sleep without caregiver intervention. Early morning awakening with inability to return to sleep. In addition, the sleep disturbance causes clinically significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, educational, academic, behavioral, or other important areas of functioning. A sleep difficulty occurs at least three nights per week. A sleep difficulty is present for at least three months. A sleep difficulty occurs despite adequate opportunity for sleep. The insomnia is not better explained by and does not occur exclusively during the course of another sleep-wake disorder, e.g. narcolepsy, a breathing-related sleep disorder, a circadian rhythm sleep-wake disorder, a parasomnia. 
The insomnia is not attributable to the psychological effects of a substance, e.g. a drug of abuse, a medication. Insomnia can be classified as transient, acute, or chronic. Transient insomnia lasts for less than a week. It can be caused by another disorder, by changes in the sleep environment, by the timing of sleep, severe depression, or by stress. Its consequences, sleepiness, and impaired psychomotor performance are similar to those of sleep deprivation. Acute insomnia is the inability to consistently sleep well for a period of less than a month. Insomnia is present when there is difficulty initiating or maintaining sleep, or when the sleep that is obtained is non-refreshing or of poor quality. These problems occur despite adequate opportunity and circumstances for sleep, and they must result in problems with daytime function. Acute insomnia is also known as short-term insomnia or stress-related insomnia. Chronic insomnia lasts for longer than a month. It can be caused by another disorder or it can be a primary disorder. Common causes of chronic insomnia include persistent stress, trauma, work schedules, poor sleep habits, medications, and other mental health disorders. People with high levels of stress hormones or shifts in the levels of cytokines are more likely than others to have chronic insomnia. Its effects can vary according to its causes. They might include muscular weariness, hallucinations, and or mental fatigue. Prevention and treatment of insomnia may require a combination of cognitive behavioral therapy, medications, and lifestyle changes. Among lifestyle practices, going to sleep and waking up at the same time each day can create a steady pattern which may help to prevent insomnia. Avoidance of vigorous exercise and caffeinated drinks a few hours before going to sleep is recommended while exercise earlier in the day may be beneficial. Other practices to improve sleep hygiene may include avoiding or limiting naps, treating pain at bedtime, avoiding large meals, beverages, alcohol, and nicotine before bedtime, finding soothing ways to relax into sleep, including use of white noise, making the bedroom suitable for sleep by keeping it dark, cool, and free of devices, such as clocks, cell phones, or televisions. Maintain regular exercise. Try relaxing activities before sleeping. It is recommended to rule out medical and psychological causes before deciding on the treatment for insomnia. Cognitive behavioral therapy is generally the first-line treatment once this has been done. It has been found to be effective for chronic insomnia. The beneficial effects, in contrast to those produced by medications, may last well beyond the stopping of therapy. Medications have been used mainly to reduce symptoms in insomnia of short duration. 
Their role in the management of chronic insomnia remains unclear. Several different types of medications may be used. Many doctors do not recommend relying on prescription sleeping pills for long-term use. It is also important to identify and treat other medical conditions that may be contributing to insomnia, such as depression, breathing problems, and chronic pain. As of 2022, many people with insomnia were reported as not receiving overall sufficient sleep or treatment for insomnia. Non-medication-based strategies have comparable efficacy to hypnotic medication for insomnia, and they may have longer-lasting effects. Hypnotic medication is only recommended for short-term use because dependence with rebound withdrawal effects upon discontinuation or tolerance can develop. Non-medication-based strategies provide long-lasting improvements to insomnia and are recommended as a first-line and long-term strategy of management. Behavioral Sleep Medicine, BSM, tries to address insomnia with non-pharmacological treatments. The BSM strategies used to address chronic insomnia include attention to sleep hygiene, stimulus control, behavioral interventions, sleep restriction therapy, paradoxical intention, patient education, and relaxation therapy. Some examples are keeping a journal, restricting the time spent awake in bed, practicing relaxation techniques, and maintaining a regular sleep schedule and a wake-up time. Behavioral therapy can assist a patient in developing new sleep behaviors to improve sleep quality and consolidation. Behavioral therapy may include learning healthy sleep habits to promote sleep relaxation, undergoing light therapy to help with worry reduction strategies, and regulating the circadian clock. Music may improve insomnia in adults. EEG biofeedback has demonstrated effectiveness in the treatment of insomnia with improvements in duration as well as quality of sleep. Self-help therapy, defined as a psychological therapy that can be worked through on one's own, may improve sleep quality for adults with insomnia to a small or moderate degree. Stimulus control therapy is a treatment for patients who have conditioned themselves to associate the bed, or sleep in general, with a negative response. As stimulus control therapy involves taking steps to control the sleep environment, it is sometimes referred interchangeably with the concept of sleep hygiene. Examples of such environmental modifications include using the bed for sleep, not for activities such as reading or watching television, waking up at the same time every morning, including on weekends, going to bed only when sleepy, and when there is a high likelihood that sleep will occur. Leaving the bed and beginning an activity in another location if sleep does not occur in a reasonably brief period of time after getting into bed, commonly around 20 minutes. Reducing the subjective effort and energy expended trying to fall asleep. Avoiding exposure to bright light during nighttime hours, 
and eliminating daytime naps. A component of stimulus control therapy is sleep restriction, a technique that aims to match the time spent in bed with actual time spent asleep. This technique involves maintaining a strict sleep-wake schedule, sleeping only at certain times of the day, and for specific amounts of time to induce mild sleep deprivation. Complete treatment usually lasts up to three weeks and involves making oneself sleep for only a minimum amount of time that they are actually capable of on average, and then, if capable, i.e. when sleep efficiency improves, slowly increasing this amount to around 15 minutes by going to bed earlier as the body attempts to reset its internal sleep clock. Bright light therapy may be effective for insomnia. Paradoxical intention is a cognitive reframing technique where the insomniac, instead of attempting to fall asleep at night, makes every effort to stay awake, i.e. essentially stops trying to fall asleep. One theory that may explain the effectiveness of this method is that by not voluntarily making oneself go to sleep, it relieves the performance anxiety that arises from the need or requirement to fall asleep, which is meant to be a passive act. This technique has been shown to reduce sleep effort and performance anxiety, and also lower subjective assessment of sleep onset latency and overestimation of the sleep deficit a quality found in many insomniacs. Sleep hygiene is a common term for all of the behaviors which relate to the promotion of good sleep. They include habits which provide a good foundation for sleep and help to prevent insomnia. However, sleep hygiene alone may not be adequate to address chronic insomnia. Sleep hygiene recommendations are typically included as one component of Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia, CBTI. Recommendations include reducing caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol consumption, maximizing the regularity and efficiency of sleep episodes, minimizing medication usage and daytime napping, the promotion of regular exercise, and the facilitation of a positive sleep environment. The creation of a positive sleep environment may also be helpful in reducing the symptoms of insomnia. On the other hand, a systematic review by the AASM concluded that clinicians should not prescribe sleep hygiene for insomnia due to the evidence of absence of its efficacy and potential delaying of adequate treatment recommending instead that effective therapies such as CBTI should be preferred. There is some evidence that cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia is superior in the long term to medications in the treatment and management of insomnia. In this therapy, patients are taught improved sleep habits and relieved of counterproductive assumptions about sleep. Common misconceptions and expectations that can be modified include unrealistic sleep expectations, misconceptions about insomnia causes, amplifying the consequences of insomnia, performance anxiety after trying for so long to have a good night's sleep by controlling the sleep process.
Numerous studies have reported positive outcomes of combining cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia treatment with treatments such as stimulus control and the relaxation therapies. Hypnotic medications are equally effective in the short-term treatment of insomnia, but their effects wear off over time due to tolerance. The effects of CBTI have sustained and lasting effects on treating insomnia long after therapy has been discontinued. The addition of hypnotic medications with CBTI adds no benefit in insomnia. The long-lasting benefits of a course of CBTI shows superiority over pharmacological hypnotic drugs, even in the short term when compared to short-term hypnotic medication, such as Zolpidem, CBTI still shows significant superiority. Thus, CBTI is recommended as a first-line treatment for insomnia. Common forms of CBTI treatments include stimulus control therapy, sleep restriction, sleep hygiene, improved sleeping environments, relaxation training, paradoxical intention, and biofeedback. CBT is the well-accepted form of therapy for insomnia since it has no known adverse effects, whereas taking medications to alleviate insomnia symptoms have been shown to have adverse side effects. Nevertheless, the downsides of CBT is that it may take a lot of time and motivation.